Debar. That's probably not a word you use very often. It's a Hebrew term, a biblical Hebrew term, and it has to do with divine message. A divine message, a word. A matter of fact, when Moses uh, was given the commandments, it was the Debar. Uh, literally, in the real Hebrew, you should be saying it, Debar. But we're in Texas, we call it Debar. All right? And the message that God gave, and we're going to talk about the message from heaven that God gave to mankind. We're going to look in Luke chapter 2 here in just a moment. And what's probably the most famous uh, Christmas story of the Bible, uh, there are a couple of different versions, but this would be the more famous one in Luke chapter 2, and probably the most famous part of that chapter. And so as we look at that and we think about the message, you know, there's so many messages going on today already that we're hearing. Matter of fact, 2015, uh, the top, top list of those things that were studied or uh, basically researched on Facebook, topics that came up, here were, the, here were the 10 that came up. And this is for the year. First was the U.S. presidential election. Uh, people are talking about that, doing research about that, of course. The Syrian war and refugee crisis, the Nepal earthquake. Again, this is over the whole year of 2015. These are the things that were most searched uh, in, in the news. Greek debt crisis, same-sex marriage, fight against ISIS, the Baltimore protests, uh, the Hebdo attack, uh, the police uh, violence in Baltimore, the, or excuse me, the protests against the police uh, in Baltimore, the Charlestown shooting and flag debate. And then, of course, the San Bernardino shooting. So this is what dominates our news. This is what people are reading. This is what they're searching. This is what they're seeking information about at this point. But I want to share with you the good news of Christmas, the good news that was given to mankind. And I want to show you some words. Um, I just mentioned a Hebrew word, and we'll mention one other Hebrew word at the end. And we're not going to take a lot of time to do this, but I want to just give you a little bit of information, just a little bit of background, uh, because when you look at it in its original language and and you understand that just a little bit better, and by the way, you can go online and do this yourself. Uh, You can go online and say Greek Bible words, and if there are words that you want to look up, it'll it'll bring them up and it'll give you the meaning. It'll give you as close as it can to the equivalent word in English. There's not always an exact equivalent. Sometimes there's three and four words, but you can do this yourself uh, online. Uh, But we're going to look at this story and we're going to kind of go through some of the words that are shared with us. And uh, it's kind of like this. It's kind of like if you're looking at a picture in black and white, you can certainly tell what it is. Our English Bibles do that for us as we look at it in English. And, you know, we, we've got all that we need right there. It's certainly there. But does anybody know what kind of flowers those are? How many of you think you know? Raise your hand. Okay. Those of you who were born in Texas, born uh, in a cabin, maybe you definitely know what those are. Uh, but what, let, let's put color and you'll know exactly what it is. Now, if you've lived in Texas over two years, you're going to know that. All right, so that's kind of what it, it's kind of how it helps us a little bit to just understand the etymology and, and the background of the word. So we're just going to briefly look at that this morning before our children come. So if you have your Bible, look with me, or if you want to follow on the screen, you're welcome to do that at Luke chapter 2. And uh, we're going to begin with verse 8 here, and Luke chapter 2, verse 8. And the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory, the doxa of the Lord, shone around them. And they were filled <coughs> with fear, or phobia. Phobia is the Latin word term that we get there, and the Greek is phobia. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you 
good news, the gospel, the evangelion of great joy, of charis, that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, a Sator, uh, who is Christ the Lord. You see the three, the Savior, Christ, and Lord. Uh, Savior meaning the one who saves and rescues. And it will be a sign for you that you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Now, just let's stop here for just a moment because I think sometimes we do a disfavor uh, to the Christmas story when we think about the birth of Christ because we think, oh, that was so sweet, that was so cute, Mary in a barn and having a baby. And if you're a woman that's had a baby, you're thinking, that doesn't sound sweet at all. There are animals all around. And so I put my baby in, oh, and they had a little manger, which is called a feeding trough where the animals would have been eating and licking. And think about having to put your baby there. And then everybody's smiling. Mary's smiling. Joseph's smiling. The, you know, the donkey's smiling. The cows are all smiling. Uh, you know, this was really meant as God sent uh, Jesus to this earth into really object poverty and this, this just extreme poverty, it's meant to be jolting. I mean, this is a, excuse the word, almost a terrifying scene that you've had to have a baby under these conditions. It's, it's cold, it's dark, <clears throat> and you're with animals and you're just trying to make it. And, you know, in a time where uh, the infant mortality rate might have been somewhere around 50% at best, by the way, You've got enough going on without thinking this is the environment that I'm bringing the baby into. And so it's meant to be somewhat traumatic. That's what really was going on. It was a traumatic event. It wasn't a, you know, she just popped, Jesus just popped out, didn't cry, and everybody there to sing Christmas carols and give gifts. That's not the picture at all. We see as we continue here, it says, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying this. Heavenly hosts, by the way, that is a military term. So the angels, this is a, uh, this is a segment of, of basically soldiers would be the best way to understand. These are God's soldiers. Heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Gloria, doxa to God in the highest, and on earth, shalom, peace among those with whom he is pleased. And we'll stop right there. Now let's look at a few words here for just a moment. Uh, the, first, the first term we saw right there, one of the first things we see is the angel appears on the scene and the shepherd's here. He says, do not be afraid. And, and yet every right to be afraid. I mean, this is a message from heaven for crying out loud. And I just told you, and this is a, a soldier. And he says, do not be afraid. Now this is a term that's given to us over a hundred times in scripture. Phobia. Phobio is, the picture there is terrified. Do not be terrified. Do not look at this in the sense that um, this is your destruction. This is not for your destruction. This is not uh, for you uh, to be uh, killed or eliminated. That's the picture here. This is not going to destroy you. Don't fear destruction. For I bring you good news, the gospel, the evangelion. Here's the good news. Did you know the word gospel means good news? That's what it means, literally. That's, a, that's an accurate translation. 
the evangelion here. It's the good news. It's, it's the news that you've been waiting for. It's the hope that you've been waiting for. It's what you've been anticipating. You've been waiting for word. You've been thinking, oh, when the Messiah comes, it's going to be good news. And I'm waiting for good news because we're under oppression right now. We're under the authority of the Roman government. We're poor and we have no rights. We have no voice. We barely make it day to day trying to eke out a living. And what is the purpose of all this? Behold, I give you good news. Joy. He talks about joy. Kara. And as we look at this word joy, let me, let me give you a good definition. This is not the same word as happiness. <clears throat> Nothing wrong with happiness, but here's what joy is. Because you can have joy no matter what's going on in your life. Because it's the confident settlement that you believe this. Or the blessed assurance. Let's use the hymn word. It's the blessed assurance. Or the confident assurance that God is in control and that he will redeem all things for his purposes. It's the confident assurance that God is in control and that he's going to redeem whatever is going on in my life for his glory. He he has the power to redeem it. That's joy and resting in that. Though my physical struggles, my financial struggles, my emotional struggles... You know what I believe? I believe that God is in control and that one day somehow he's going to redeem this. It doesn't mean he's going to make it all feel better and he's going to fix all that, but he will use it ultimately for his glory. And I can know that. I can be peaceful or I can at least have a spirit of joy knowing, hey, I know what God's ultimately going to do. And this is for all nations. The Jews had the mistaken idea, many of them, they become very ethnocentric that this is a message for us. But even from the beginning, they were supposed to be a light to the other nations. And so uh, Jesus is making it clear, the angel is making it clear here that this is for all ethnos is the Greek word, all ethnicities, all groups of people. You know, sometimes you'll hear people say this, well, Christianity, that is a white North American religion. Can I just tell you that is not true? That's so untrue. Do you realize that most of the people who are Christians today are not white or in North America? Matter of fact, we are flatlined in North America. Let me tell you where the growth of Christianity is exploding, where it's happening. China, Christianity is exploding. Africa, Indonesia, and if you come over here, the only significant place that's really exploding is Cuba. All Ethnic groups, ethnicity, all ethnos. That's the reason Jesus came. And we're seeing 11 of the 20 top fastest growing uh, countries in Christianity, people are coming, are Muslim countries. And then you got China, which is communist dominated. Amazing. And so, really, we uh, in North America are minority. Okay, that's not, it's not a white North American religion. You could make a better count that it is an African-Asian if you want it. Now, and that's not true because it's not exclusive. But you could say that's where the, the biggest segment, the big segment of the population, and the real growth is happening. And that's what God intended for all nations, all ethnicities, all ne- ethnic group. That's what Christianity is for. That's who Jesus is for. He's the Savior, the, the Soter, the one who's come to rescue us from our sins because the penalty of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And glory, doxa, majesty, honor, 
worship, awe, doxa. And behold, I bring you peace. In the New Testament, you usually see it as grace and peace. That word shalom doesn't just mean peace. That's what we naturally think of. But let me give you a better definition. Wholeness and completeness. The shalom, the completeness, the purpose for which you are here, the purpose for which you have desired, the longing for which you have, the completeness is here. Jesus. Have you come to that place where you've received that message, the hope of the gospel, where you recognize that it's for you and that he came to forgive us and to save for our sin? That's the reason Jesus came. And we owe him all the glory. And as we come to that realization, the shalom of God, the completeness, the wholeness, the peace of God that passes all understanding, that guards our hearts in Christ Jesus, by grace that we are saved through our faith. We understand the purpose for why we're here and the purpose for which Christ came. Do you know that? Our children are going to present a musical here called A Joyful Wish. I was, this week I was reading an article about untangling Christmas. And Tesco, uh, Matt Jones, you probably know where Tesco is. Tesco uh, department store has hired, they're hiring people full time to come in and untangle Christmas lights. That's your job. Christmas light untangler. So they pay this guy, so you bring your lights up there, and they will help you untangle them. If you buy them right there, they'll untangle for them, get you ready, or they'll teach you how. And that's what this guy does. He's, he untangles Christmas for you. That's his job, full time, to untangle Christmas so that you can get on with the real purpose and the real celebration of Christmas. Well, this morning, as our children present a joyful wish, I hope that you'll listen carefully as they untangle Christmas and you hear about the meaning of Christmas, a joyful wish.